0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation.
1: Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana.
0: We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation.
1: Yeah. So nice to meet you.
2: Nice to meet you too. We're obsessed with your
1: content. It's so
0: good.
2: Oh my God, I love you. Thank you. It's so
0: your TikTok. We first, like, I just discovered the whole TikTok thing recently. Amy's been into it forever, but your TikTok, I was, I went into like a, a cat hole on TikTok the other day.
2: <laughs> a cat hole. That's funny. I've never heard of cat hole. Of hole. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been really wild. I feel like I don't consume enough. I was just talking to a friend of mine about that this morning. I feel like I don't, I'm, I want to consume content again. And I, you know, because of my bandwidth restrictions, you know, half creating, half yeah. going in, putting out content, you know, conversing with, you know, my community and then I'm off again, but I miss like actually consuming like TikTok in particular, but I know, know I, 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 I am. I know I
1: have weeks where I have more time where I'm like, I go down the rabbit hole of TikTok and I love every second of it. And I just like learn new things or get ideas. And then there's weeks where I'm so busy that you just don't get a chance. And it's so nice to be able to do that. But anyway, thanks for joining anyway. us. All right. Yeah. So I will, I will start us off. Welcome back to the show, Nirvana Sisters family. We are super excited to chat with Kat Ashmore today, aka Cat Can Cook on Instagram and TikTok. She is a um, TikTok chef, a blogger, a producer, a mom. She is a classically trained chef, a TV personality, an Emmy award-winning food television producer and recipe developer focused on real food recipes and cooking tips for busy lives. She's got a 1.7 million following on TikTok, which is well-deserved because we were just talking before we started recording and how incredible um, and user-friendly her content is. Um super engaging, really high quality video. And Kat is known for incorporating unique tricks and creativity into everyday meal preparation. She aims to empower the home cook to make delicious, healthy meals for themselves and their families and have fun doing it. And I will say, I love your bio, which is that mom friend you asked for healthy recipes because it makes it very approachable and accessible. And that's what we're all about as the show. So welcome to the show, Kat. So nice to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. So we are going to start out with something we call our Nirvana of the Week, which is really just a way to step back and think about our week and what brought us joy this week, whether it was a moment, a day, whatever, thing that sparked joy. So I will let you, Katie, give us your Nirvana of the Week.
0: Okay, great. Thanks, Amy. Hi, Kat. We're so excited that you're here. And I I should say we live in the same town. If it was like a pre-COVID world, we could be together. Wow. So, but eventually we will meet in person. And I look forward to that. Definitely. Um, my Nirvana of the week just happened, which is why I look like I do, which is kind of a mess. But I just came from being back on the reformer and doing Pilates for the first time in eight weeks. I don't, mm. had, I, I had uh, like post COVID syndrome. So I have been out of commission and now I'm back. And, to do what I love. It's like my happy place. I mean, I love being a reformer. My brain goes completely clear and it just, it feels so good. It felt so, it was like, I felt like the first time my body moved in like two months. That's really what it felt like. So it was fantastic. That was my nirvana for sure. What about you, Amy?
1: I love that Katie, you're radiating. I can tell you feel really good. So I love that. I would say... Probably yesterday's launch. So Kat, we launched um, one of like my favorite people, Allie Webb. We launched her mm-hmm. podcast yesterday, her interview with us. And mm-hmm. it was sort of a first full circle moment for Katie and I, because we've always looked up to her. I've admired her for years and she's sort of been my inspiration for like starting a business in the first place, starting my own thing in the first place. So to be able to launch her episode was, was really fun. And I think it was a good like reflection moment for Katie and I, because we, we launched a podcast a year ago and it was just like a
2: nice moment. So- So that was great. What about you, Kat? I was thinking about this. So I think my Nirvana moment was going to the diner with my, going to the diner with my kids and my husband and actually enjoying a meal together because they're at those ages where they're three and five. So I'm like, I get these glimpses of like, oh, like this is what it's going to be like when... You know, they're not running all over the restaurant and going through people's purses, and you know we can actually have a conversation and I can finish a meal. (laughs) It was really, I mean, the diner might as well have been a palace. I mean, it it felt really, really good to be able to just connect and soak it up. And I'm managing my expectations. You know, I, I. I know that next time might be a complete disaster again, but I'm <laughs> very grateful for those, uh, those glimpses of joy and calm and normalcy when I get them.
0: That's lovely. That's great. Wait, wait, was it by chance Sherwood Diner in Westport? Because and last night, because I almost took my kids last night to the diner.
2: Oh, that's so funny. It was Southport Diner. So
0: very cool. Okay. But we almost went to Southport Diner because we were in Fairfield for the dentist. Anyway, I yeah. digress. That is really funny.
2: Our favorite funny. place.
0: <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I totally get what you mean by that, by the way. like When the kids are at the age where they sit down and they want to have conversations with you around the dinner table, it's a lot of fun right? Yeah. She's, Amy has yeah. older, she has teenagers, so she she's there.
1: Pre-teen yeah. and a teenager, yeah, 12 and wow. 14, almost 15, but yeah, when they start becoming like real people and are able to talk and like enjoy a meal together, it's such a milestone, right? Because yeah. when the kids are litter, you're like a mad person. You can never eat. No. It's the worst. It's like the worst going out to dinner. It's oh,
0: horrible. It's, it's awful. Yeah. And
1: now they're starting to, to get, that's
0: great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, That's so sweet. Well, let's kick it off. I want to get right into it because we want to get to know you a bit. Like we've been following you on social media and your content is so fun. Like Amy was saying, it's so accessible and easy to follow and easy to do. So tell us a little bit first about becoming this insane social media and blog sensation. You, you, maybe we should back up. What were you doing before you were cat can cook?
2: thank you for that by the way so the couple of years prior to starting cat can cook which was in july of 2020 it was you know a few months into the pandemic and <clears throat> i had been a stay at home mom for 3 years i was in a i was in a pretty dark place and that and I think you know, as the pandemic started, it, it exacerbated. I think whatever state was kind of like, you know, humming along within a lot of people. It kind of just forced things up, right? So that really was where was when I started getting creative again, and I started the website. And I think when you're at a hard moment in your life, you either kind of get kicked down the stairs or up the stairs, and that really was a bottom that I was able to spring from and I took action and I'm grateful that I did. But um, prior to that, I had, as you said, you know, I had gone to culinary school and I had sort of worked in almost every area of food media and business. So from, you know, being a food television producer to um, a recipe developer, to a food products manager, to a buyer, to, you know, so I, I had kind of run the gamut in it. And so, um, you know, making the choice to stay home with my kids and we'll probably get into this, but it really didn't even feel like a choice, if I'm honest, and I think a lot of women deal with this because being in the suburbs and knowing that my career really exists in New York City. There really is not a career for me here. So, my choices at the time seemed to be commute into New York City every day, which my husband also did and never see my kids and probably not really see my husband or stop working. And those were the only two options really available to me at the
0: time. Absolutely. And, and I mean, we should note it's an hour's commute. So yeah. for sure, like my husband does it and he gets home often at like eight o'clock after the kids are in bed. So I completely can, I can understand that. When you were doing television producing, what were some of the shows you were contributing to on your own?
2: Sure. So right after culinary school, I ended up uh, getting a position with Martha Stewart. So that was really amazing. She had been my idol. It still is very surreal to kind of talk about, even though, you know, I had a, a great, sort of close relationship with her Amazing. um yeah but my i was notorious in my family for i would bring cookbooks with me on vacation all the time like six heavy cooks and my dad was like you know are you serious but i would bring <laughs> cookbooks with me on vacation and i'd be reading them in like a hotel room like novels at night and my um, mom thought I was, you know, he's like, where are you cooking? Like we're in a hotel room, but I just, I couldn't get enough. I love to consume the content. I love the story of food. I love the connection. I love the community. I love the creativity of it. So I used to read her entertaining books. You know, those were some of the ones that I read all the time. So it was really very surreal to be able to work for her. But at a time where most of my class uh, graduating from culinary school was going into a restaurant which was highly encouraged by all of my instructors at the time. It was really like, you need to be in a restaurant. You need to get hands-on experience. My instincts were just like, that is not going to be good for me. That is not going to be good for my mental health. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I had been like a waitress in college. I kind of knew what that life was like. And I have so much admiration for the people that do it because it is a lot of hard labor. It is very long hours. Um, It's hard on a lot of levels, especially now but I interviewed for an externship. It's called, it's sort of the last leg of your education at the Institute of Culinary Education. There was one spot on the Martha Stewart show and um, I ended up getting it, which was great. And uh, within like three months, they offered me a full-time position on the show. So I was one of the people that produced the food segments. So anytime you saw Martha cooking with, you know, celebrities you know, chefs or celebrity chefs or, you know, sometimes ourselves. I was on television as well, doing things like Thanksgiving hotlines and product reviews and that kind of stuff. So oh, uh, cool. So I'm much okay fun. Now.
0: It was very cool. It was- I've always wondered about that world. Like, I mean, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes there, right? you guys are uh, like all of these other people are actually doing a lot of cooking, not yeah. Martha, right? Like she does on-screen cooking, but right. Isn't there a lot of behind the scenes action?
2: Yes, ninety. Yeah. 90- of it is done before the camera starts rolling. Absolutely. You know, you've got swaps, you've got, and, you know, now of course I'm seeing how so much of that plays, so much of those skills that I had almost forgotten about when I went in a different direction and started working for her at corporate and developing recipes, um, that production side, you know, I've been a storyteller my whole life, right? And the way that I look at it now is that, Now I'm storytelling on social media in short form video, right? And I'm storytelling for brands, but I've been a storyteller my entire life. It's just different platforms that I've told that story. So yeah, it was, yes, it was an unbelievable, an unbelievable experience. I also think that I, I grew up very fast Really, living in New York City, I almost feel like everybody should live in New York City for life. I totally agree. agree. Months, yeah, you know, We and both
1: lived in New York for yeah. over ten years, and I totally agree. It's an education.
2: It is such an education, and I don't know if you agree with this, but the way that I looked at it was like I got there and I was like, okay, I really need to figure out who I want to be because you can be anything. Like it yes. is, it is a place where it's not like a lot of other cities where there's a general direction that the tide flows in, right? Like New York, there's everything. So you really are forced to carve out like, what direction is it that I want to take? Because everything is at your disposal. And I, that's the time that I really, I got a backbone and I'm, I mean, I'm so grateful for that. It, uh yeah, it was, it was amazing. That's so great. So tell me a
1: little bit about, I know you said you started creating your own content and storytelling on TikTok and Instagram in um, early 2020. So how did you kind of figure out that you wanted to do that? Were you just watching TikTok and then saying, Oh, I could do that with my stuff. Like, how did you like actually start? Cause I think that's also the hard part, just like identifying that this is something you could actually do and make a living doing.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. I didn't. I didn't really even think that far. I mm. had never been on TikTok. So the, the way that it all happened was that it was at a time where TikTok was, you know, again, the pandemic had started, and TikTok was at a place. Within the organization, where they were had a priority of leveling up the platform and maturing the platform and making it really heavy on educational, useful content. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was at a time where a friend of mine, who is a model and actress out out in LA, she had participated in this program with TikTok called the Creative Learning Fund. I believe it was called. Mm-hmm and um, where they brought in educational creators and you worked directly with TikTok for a period of time. So like weekly content meetings and you learned about the platform. And what was great was that you were really accountable. You had to post a certain amount of videos you know, per month. <clears throat> so I just said, yes, I was, again, I was not in a great place. I didn't feel like I had a whole lot to give. So, so TikTok reached out to you or your friend connected my you? Friend, my friend recommended me for it.
1: That's she amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. She was
2: like, it's so funny. Cause she texted me the other day and she was like, "She just had a baby. She was been in that haze. And she was like, cat, like, I just looked at your page. Like I knew that this would happen, you know, but it didn't happen overnight. It seems like it happens. Of so course. Fast. Yeah. But I've had these spurts where, you know, which informs me what kind of content my community really wants to see, of course. But, um, yeah. So I said yes to this program. What a great program. Wow. yeah, yeah. great it opportunity. Was amazing, it was an amazing opportunity and I really didn't feel worthy of it. And I, I remember my husband kind of going like, well, what are your goals with, and he would like throw these things out there. Like, do you want to write a cookbook? Do you want to have a product line? Do you want to make a hundred thousand dollars next year? And I was bristle. Cause I was like, I felt this pressure, like, I'm not going to do that. You know, it, it just felt too big to yeah. that way. And now those things are happening, which is so cool to me to, to see, but um, yeah, it really saved me in a lot of ways. That sounds a little dramatic, but it's sounds not.
0: amazing. That's That's incredible. Congratulations. I mean,
1: yeah. Congratulations. And it's, it's, I, I work with TikTok a lot through my other job, which is <laughs> marketing. And I know they're really invested in their creators. I didn't know they had a program like that. And what a valuable place to learn like how to do it. And now that you're saying that, I'm like, okay, that's, that must've been such a good foundational way to start because I mean, obviously your videos are so great, but like, I'm sure they gave you a lot of good tips and tricks. So yeah. speaking of your videos, so let's segue into some meal prep, like go-to healthy family friendly. I mean, obviously there's tons of this on your on your, on your feeds, but what are kind of your favorite things to make and like easy things? Because I am not, uh, Katie is an amazing cook and I always steal recipes from her, but I am not a good cook at all. So I'm always looking for quick ways to like have weekday meals or snacks on the go. What are your favorites?
2: Well, do you want to start with like weeknight dinners? Are we talking? Sure. Or- yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like dinner time is, is the is the troublesome time for most of us, right? Always, Like, especially being a mom, even for me, like I cook for a living and sometimes I feel really burdened by getting dinner on the table. So I completely get it. Um, So I think I I like to batch cook as much as possible. So um, oftentimes when I'm making something, I will make a, a good amount of it and I'll freeze some of it. Like I'm always thinking about like, I have to cook right now anyway. I might as well like stock away some, right? So like last night, and this doesn't really apply because my kids wouldn't touch it to be honest, but um, I made like a minestrone, right? So I made like a, this like beautiful winter minestrone with all this like great stuff in it. Um, they like picked the pasta out. That's fine, whatever. <laughs> um, but I made like a huge batch of it, and then you know I froze, you know, probably like three really good size containers. I made a double batch, so I I'm like thinking about it's an investment in your like future busy. Days, yeah, right? I'm really bad at that. I'm <laughs> always smart. thinking about that, and really, it's the other thing too is that like I, I'm big on meal prep, but like meal prep light, so not the you know little segmented containers and that kind of thing, but I'll be making batches of pesto and I'll freeze it. I freeze it in ice cube trays, right? And so then you've got mm. these like little cubes of pesto, you throw it into a sauce, you put it into a blender when it's thawed, you've got a salad dressing, like you've got yeah, it. That's awesome. I love that idea. You've got your freezer stocked with it. I don't, I'm very big on not throwing things away. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that, but. My family is a big meatball family. I don't know about yours, but something about kids and meatballs, they just, it tends to just work. So I make a lot of different kinds of meatballs. I do these like chimichurri meatballs. I do these teriyaki meatballs with like roasted broccoli. Sheet pan situations Mm. can be really, really easy and very, very simple to do. So we are big. I mean, my, my kids like flavor. It, very much like me, they like big flavored food. So um, I do a lot of different marinades. I have this teriyaki miso marinade on my website, and I love to do it with like grilled chicken or grilled salmon. You could also do it in the air fryer. So you could just like marinate it in the miso teriyaki marinade, and then throw it in the air fryer or boil it or whatever it is during the winter months. Um, it, it's just like flavor bombs, and then you've got it taken care of. Like it lasts for a while in your fridge, grab a piece of protein from the freezer, get it defrosting, and you've got your dinner done.
0: uh, Okay, so my problem is my kids don't all want to eat my food. And like, thank you, Amy, for saying I'm a good cook. I'm not that good, but I I think I do all right. And as I end up being like a short order cook and cooking one meal for one kid, one meal for the Mm -hmm. other kid, that has really... Made me not want to cook as much anymore. You know, miserable. I guess it's it's frustrating, but you're. I mean, it's of course your kids are, you know, three and five and eating your food. and You make amazing food, and and did you always like from the time they could eat? Was it always like you're not getting kid food? We are doing this, like you, like you will eat my meals. No,
2: I am not any better than you. Let me just. (laughs) I mean it. Like my first. I don't know if you, if you saw this TikTok, but my first truly viral TikTok was this like jokey, I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's this like joke that I made because I say it to my friends where I'm like, you know, when people find out that I'm a trained chef, they're like, oh, you must never give your kids frozen chicken nuggets. And I'm like, obviously not, Janet. I cook them first, you know, like that. Literally, like four million views on Instagram. Like, you know, I am like very honest about the facts. Where I'm like, I will give my kids a box of Annie's macaroni and cheese, and I will put cauliflower rice in it. And they That's don't, smart but they, like cauliflower yeah. just takes on whatever flavors you put it with, right? It's a very neutral thing. So I put it in pancakes. I put it in meatballs. Like you could put it oh, in. That's stone a great paper. idea. never thought about yeah. that. My superfood pancakes are like literally they're like banana oats. I put almond butter in there for fat. Cause like my kids won't eat almond butter or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like they won't eat sandwiches. I wish they would, mine. they won't do it. You yep. know, they're not easy on me. So I completely get it. So my approach is this. I make sure that there is one thing, maybe two, that I know that they like, that they don't like absolutely despise. So there are like safe foods, right? So whether it's like, you know, sourdough toast with some butter on it, or like some carrots with some dressing, I make sure that there are a couple of things and then I'll serve them. Like, I know that they're not going to eat salmon, but I will put salmon on their plate. And I just manage my own expectations of it and say, if they eat some carrots and they eat a piece of bread, like that's dinner. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. So like a big part of it for me has been letting go of this idea that they have to have a balanced meal and looking at like, I just aim for like a balanced day. Yeah. Yes. Like I just aim for a balanced day. So that is why like those, these superfood pancakes I make, if I get them eating a few of those pancakes, I'm like, I don't care if they have pirate's booty the rest of the day. Like they have <laughs> had all of the nutrients and healthy fats that they need, you know, and it just takes the pressure off because I'm, I'm like you, like doing the short order cook, that's not fun for anybody. And
0: yeah,
2: I've done it too. I've, I've done it too.
1: So let me ask you a question about, um, snacking stuff because yeah. my family, including me tends to be big snackers and especially with teenage boys, like oh, yeah. they don't, I mean, my older one will. Is starting to eat like real good foods and like flavors. My younger one is super picky, mm-hmm. but they tend to snack all day long. Literally my teenager, my older one will go downstairs at midnight and have five bowls of cereal. I mean, he's crazy and he's yeah. in this eating phase and they'll just eat cereal and junk. And like my little ones like with candy. And so I just want to have like little snacks that they can eat that are, sitting in front of them so that they don't have to do anything to? Because I'll be like, oh, there was this in the fridge and they're like, oh, I didn't see it. I'm like, it's in front of your face and you put it in the microwave for 10 seconds. So like, what's like an easy thing to prepare that they can just grab?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So the first thing that comes to my mind is not necessarily a food suggestion, but it's more of an organizational suggestion. Love. So Yeah. So a friend of mine, her name is at home with Shannon. I don't know if you follow her, but she's known for like her self-serve re- fridge situation and Ooh. self-serve stations. So she has like self-serve stations for everything. She's got four kids and like having a section of the refrigerator that is like their section where they know it's like their snacks, their food, I don't know, like I think when they're young, depending upon the kid, I think the the benefit is a a little bit different. But when they're young, there's that like pride and like, oh, it's my cool. Like I can have anything in this area, right? Like something that's really accessible. And it also is like, yeah, it it keeps food from kind of going to the back of the fridge to die and never getting seen and being like, I didn't know that that was there. I, I'm realizing I probably need to do that for my husband because, you know, he's really like, where's the mustard? I'm like, oh my God.
1: The same place it is every single My time. husband does that all the time. He'll be like, oh, we're out of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's right there. He's like, oh, I didn't see it. I'm like, it, if it's not on the front shelf directly yeah. in front right? of his face, yeah. he won't
2: see it. I just have to put like, um, a, like a PBR label on it or something so that his eyes, I don't know. I got to do something about it, but yeah. So, I mean, my, my first question would be what kinds of snacks do they tend to want? So what do they reach for currently?
1: Cereal. Cereal. Um, I would say cereals, number one, maybe like popcorn or chips or for my little one candy, which we've got to curve. He's like addicted. Um, or like, you know, I don't, I try not to buy them, but like gummy snacks or fruit strips or bars, like things like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we do, honestly, we do all of that same stuff. Yeah. Like, a big thing for me that I'm aware of is that if I can make try to get whatever they're snacking on, if it has some fat component, it's going to keep them full so that in yeah. a half an hour, they're not like. I want more of this. I want more of that. You know, they're just constantly eating, and then they're not full, hungry for dinner or whatever. So, it can be a challenge for sure. Um, I do a lot of like smoothies for them, but we'll do. I mean, we do like the Lara Bar route. Like, yeah, get like the, those. the Chomp sticks, like the turkey. Yes, sticks. I have those. I okay, those. Um, I'll do like nuts. Would they do nuts if you made like a mix? Yeah, you know, I do have
1: tons of nuts, but they don't. They won't. I think yeah, maybe I should mix up like a nut like situation for them because they do have tons of nuts, but they don't like grab nuts like I
2: would, but yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that's a, like my a. Brown don't mix. Either, but what I do is I'll do like maple glazed pecans and then I Ooh. have, yeah, so you just I mean literally it's you just toss them with maple syrup and like a little bit of flaky salt in a saucepan and then it hardens. Mm-hmm. So oh it God, sounds, sounds like, so good, yeah, so I mean, it's great for me too, because I could throw it on salads. I could whatever, but, um, yeah, it's that sweet component. Cause they're not going to grab like a handful of Brazil nuts, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I just,
1: do, like, I do have a, a little section little... in the pantry for them. I'm not in the fridge. That's a good idea. But in the pantry, I do have a section, but it's kind of evolved because now they're older. So they just kind of take everything, but yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to think of some good nut ideas. I like that. Cause it's a healthy fat and it's filling. and
2: it's like mimicking what you know, do they have like, my daughter has a wicked sweet tooth, right? So like, and loves like fruit. So anytime that I can, I can incorporate like some kind of sweetness in there. And also like, I don't know, this is a whole other thing, but I think we can get so dogmatic about like, oh, sugar and kids and this and that. And it's like, for me, you know, if, if it's going to get them to eat something healthy, like it's not covered in sugar, it's, it's all worth it for me. You know, it's, it's real food too. So
1: yeah, actually my older one um loves fruit and he's hilarious. Like I'll get two two things of raspberries at the store. Mm-hmm. They're gone in yeah. like an hour. He eats great. both of them. Yeah. But I mean, and it's great, but it's like there's no power. You, you know. Oh. Constantly. He's constantly no. telling me, You have to go to the store. We need more fruit. We need more of this. I'm like, Can you just go to the store and yeah. like get what you want? <laughs> because yeah. I
2: can't I can't keep up with I the know. amount of food. And it's not the kind of thing you can buy in bulk. Like, right, you know, right. it's not, yeah, it's not like a Costco thing where you could, yeah,
0: yeah, a teenage boy eat you out of house and home. I'm oh my sure, God. right, so crazy. yeah. So, I, all right, speaking of your content, I saw you have these really amazing food hacks to keeping your like produce longer and to reviving it. I saw something with strawberries and something with romaine, and I'm gonna let you tell us. And then, do you have any other ones?
2: Yes, yes. So, I really, it really hurts my feelings to have to throw like anything out. I mean, sometimes my husband's like, What are you doing? Like, why are you saving? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're getting like a little insane here, but it really, I do not like throwing anything out. So, <clears throat> what I do with berries when I'm buying berries, I'm not buying them a ton right now, but what I do with berries is. Because raspberries in particular, I mean, if you don't have a son that is eating them within like 20 minutes, they tend to go bad really quickly, right? Yeah, so they get all mushy. And, yeah, they get bad really, really fast. So if you soak it in a mixture of one part of vinegar, like your everyday white vinegar, You could also use like an apple cider vinegar, whatever. Don't waste your expensive stuff. Um, One part vinegar to four parts water. And you just soak it. It does not make, it could be anywhere from four to 10 parts water. If you're really adverse to any kind of vinegar thing, you could just rinse it off. But what it does is it kills the mold inside of the berries and it keeps it Mm -hmm. from growing. So you can, in the summertime, I mean, I've had strawberries last like up to two weeks, if I buy like a big, wow. big package of them. Yeah. Or if I go strawberry picking or whatever, and I'm like, okay, I can't like be making jam and freezing and all that stuff now. So that is really, really helpful. And when it comes to vegetables, cause I buy a ton of vegetables. Wait, quick question. How long do you soak yeah. it? How long do you soak it? it for like in ten it? minutes. Okay. And
1: then rinse it off and store it. Okay. Exactly. Go exactly. ahead. Vegetables. Yeah. Sorry. Just yep. clarifying.
2: Um, when it comes to vegetables, so you can revive most vegetables with ice water. I tend to, when I when I get my veg, I often do this, um, it's an online farmer's market based in New York. I often will order from them, but if I'm going to the store as well, oftentimes I'll prep some of my veggies when I get home. But if you've got veggies that like you're grabbing a head of romaine and it's like really sad... And wilted, you don't have to throw it out. You can just put it in some ice water. And you will find that it really perks up for you. I have that's amazing. I've even had like carrots where like I could not even snap them. Like they were like, I mean, I could bend (laughs) them, like they were like yoga carrots, you know. It was like (laughs) ridiculous. Like I was like this thing, but then I put it overnight in ice water. Like I peeled it, I put it overnight in ice water and the carrots were perfectly fine the next day. They were
0: chopping up, crunching. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It makes so much sense because there, there's so much water content. That's what vegetables and fruit are like, right? And you feed yeah. water to flowers to bring them alive. Why wouldn't yeah. it's the same thing? I, I've never thought of that. And the other thing with the strawberries and the fruit and killing the mold is genius because you can accidentally ingest berries that have molded somewhat and it's really bad for you. Like it's bad yeah. for your gut and all of that stuff. So yeah. that's just like a great health hack as well. I love that.
2: And it's good and good it's one. easy and it's cheap and it's stuff you already have on hand. It takes two minutes, you know, same thing with herbs with the water. Like I put them my favorite way to store herb like fresh herbs is to put them in like a mason jar filled with water and then put like a bag on top of it. So like a stasher bag or whatever and then put it in my refrigerator door and they're going to last weeks for you that way.
0: That's great. Yeah. Your, your food waste, um, like how much it really, really bothers you. I, I mean, I can greatly appreciate it. And I think everyone these days is trying to, to lean towards reducing that, but I'm so curious as part of that drilled into you in culinary school, because I know that in restaurants, like chefs and everything I've, I've heard that like, no food is thrown out like you you do something with even the scraps of the scraps is that is that a thing from school
2: you know that's that's a really interesting point i actually think it's more from i mean my parents were not wasteful people at all so I I grew up with that. You know, my, my grandfather, like he would lose a shoe and like hang on to the other one and be like, it's so good. <laughs> like, literally quite come from that. And, but Martha also is very much that way. She will mm-hmm. not, I mean, if there's one drop of batter in a bowl, she's like, no, no, no. Like she will not let you rinse it out, you know, and she grew up quite poor. So we had that professional st- like standpoint as well. So I think that 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 made a difference too. Thank you for asking that because I hadn't
0: hadn't really considered that before. I'm super curious. What are your top five pantry staples for healthy meals? Because I feel like there's things that as long as they're there, we can always go to them and turn something out that's like, you know, somewhat healthy aside from always having the fresh produce and everything on hand, pantry staples.
2: Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, there have been times where I have even, you know, I've been recipe- testing a lot. And then I look in my refrigerator and I'm like, I don't really know what I'm going to do for dinner. So one of my favorite, so the first thing that comes to my mind is chickpeas. So Mm. all legumes, really, like I've always got, especially white beans and chickpeas in my pantry. Like I do a lot with legumes, (laughs) lentils as well. If you've got lentils, chickpeas, white beans like you are well on your way to a meal. One of my favorite okay, so I need to answer your question first because I can go on a tangent. So, um I would say I would say lentils number one, chickpeas, white beans, I'm going to bunch all of that in together. Number two, some grains, so whether it's rice or farro or s- something like that. And then I would say Two big things would be in the realm of some kind of a cooking, paste, sauce, things like that. So for me, kimchi is always in I my fridge. I love
1: kimchi. Mm. I'm
2: obsessed. Um, kimchi is always in my fridge. And then some kind of pesto, um, curry paste, tomato paste, something like that. And then coconut milk, canned coconut milk. yes.
0: I always have that. those. Are
2: yeah. big, those are big ones for me. So the I never
1: t- use coconut milk. I don't even know what to do with it.
2: Oh my God. It's like soups,
0: curries, like all, right? All that kind of yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah. I've got a number of recipes on my website, but one. Yeah, I'm going to look those up. Yeah. So one of my, actually, a recipe from when I, I did a little bit of private chefing when I was. Just starting at Martha and when I was in culinary school. And I would make this pasta that is, it's a spicy fusilli pasta with tomato and mm. cream, but you're actually using coconut milk. So it's dairy free. Yeah. And you combine tomato paste with coconut milk. Like you cannot taste any hint of coconut. It's just a really luscious, creamy, like thick vodka, but healthier delicious.
1: You know, and I never use tomato paste. I always just use like a sauce, but I feel like a paste is probably like a better texture,
2: right? It's that umami. It's concentrated flavor. So those are those like secret weapons kind of, I call them that I just always have on hand. It is like flavor, flavor, flavor. It's really complex. All of the work is done for you. I make these coconut spice chickpeas using tomato paste, some spices, some coconut milk, chickpeas, served that over rice or over cauliflower rice. So good. And then the other night it was one of those days where it just, you know, work was insane. I got home at like five 30, the kids had eaten already. So that, that was helpful, but I literally made, oh, I had lentils in the fridge from the night before I cooked two fried eggs in olive oil and then like a big heap of kimchi. And that was my um, dinner. Oh, and I was good. like, so good. I was so happy, you know. Like you, you don't, you can still eat really well with really minimal time if you just know how to put things together.
0: And also, that's, that's afford- what I'm learning. Yeah. Affordable, also, affordable. like all the staples, staples rather that you just said, are super affordable. I know so many people say, like, oh, it's so expensive to eat healthy, and know. like that's not true. Everything you just said, is you can get for great prices. Yeah. yeah
2: very affordable. And that's really important to me with my content in particular is that I am, I really want to be, I want as many people making these recipes as possible. So I am always like, if you don't have this, use this. If you don't have this, use this. Like I try and make it so that things are very, very accessible to people because not everyone lives in a community where number one, they can afford it. Number two, they've got these specialty stores that carry stuff, right? Like most of the stuff you yeah, <laughs> like you know. So, so yeah, we, no. we love true. your hungry lady
1: salad series that we we like went on the rabbit hole watching them because first yeah. of all the salads look incredibly amazing, oh, and second oh, of all they God. look like fairly easy to make. So I like watching those videos because I'm like, okay, that's like a thing to have, and then you can eat that over several days. So how did the inspo for that come out? And those I'm imagining are super popular on your oh. like on your channels.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been really amazing. I mean, that series I so I posted a soup. It was and I'll never forget because I had I hit a million followers on TikTok January 8th. And wow. have 1.7. So wow. it's all pretty much been because it's Like January 8th week. like a month ago. This year, yeah. Oh wow. It's amazing. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, That's so congrats. cool. Congrats. congrats. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think I had like 60,000 followers on Instagram, and now I have like 130. And it's so in four weeks. So wow. clearly, like, uh, one thing that I've really learned is <clears throat> I think a lot of the success that I've had is because I've really shifted my focus to like really listening to my community, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I tell a lot of content creators, my, my friends, and you know, marketing in this way, like people will tell you what they want to see from you. You just have to be listening because I used to have this whole content plan. These are the recipes I'm going to make and blah, 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 blah. And I had a whole plan for for January and all of these recipes that I had either already made and shot and are still ready to go or not. And I threw it all out the window because I'm like the way that this one salad resonated with people, I called it the hungry lady salad. It's a kale chopped salad with like a lemon tahini. Um, dressing. And people were going crazy over it. They loved the name. And I was like, there is really something here. And, and so I just was like, this needs to be a series. And yeah, I posted like 10 episodes so far. And yeah. And I have actually shot one this morning. Um, So, I mean, I can make salads all day. Like, yeah, I am like very much about like, what are you, what am I adding to my plate rather than what I'm taking away. Like, I love this feeling of like abundance in my life. And it really, like, especially entering this month that is like the month of of like deprivation, January, where everyone's feeling (laughs) like, lose weight, I need to do that. Like, let's look at it in a little bit of a different way. I have personally gotten a ton of food freedom from viewing food that way. You know, really just focusing on like what makes me happy, what are how can I add more color, more texture, more interest, rather than like taking it away, you know, the the perspective of of lack and restriction is not one that serves me very well. I think a a lot of people
1: yeah, and I think your salads too in that series, they're very hearty. So I was looking at them, I'm like, okay, I need to make because they're not just like, oh, I'm having this little salad, I'm gonna be starving. I mean, they're like a, a Full-on yeah. meal. I mean, super hearty. So, and they're, yeah, I, I lo- they're all like look so, so good. Need to make all Of them, yeah. I just watched. I'm so- like, oh my god, I have to make this immediately. Katie yeah. you and I can do like a salad off and try to
2: like, <laughs> yeah. make them, see who makes it better. <laughs> yeah, it's been amazing, and it really has, um, again, just like really helped me pronounce my mission further of. Just getting people excited about food, not taking ourselves so serious, adding a whole bunch of stuff to our plate, eating with huge spoons, you know, just the whole concept of like what it means to eat like a lady and what, you know, what it means to eat healthy. And I don't know, it's, it's just, it's fun.
0: I I really love your approach to it. And and you know how you're saying like switching the focus from restriction and everything. And some people might look at you and think like, oh, you can eat anything. You, you know, like you're one of those girls, but you actually lost 25 pounds and you've been very vocal about this on social media, eating the way you love and, and the way that you promote and share and everything. Tell us a little bit about that journey.
2: Yeah. So I do, I I've talked about this a little bit on social. I don't talk about it often, not for any reason in particular. I also think that right now, we're in a very sensitive world. And so um, anything having to do in inevitably, I get tons of comments with like, you know, like accusing me of promoting diet culture, you know, all of that stuff. So it's, uh, you know, it's not a narrative that I talk about a lot. But yeah, I mean, I was I was a good 20, 25 pounds heavier um, yeah, like a year ago then, or a year and a half ago than I am now. And I think in a lot of ways, my, my passion for food never left, just like in the absence of creating food, I just ate food and ate food. And And so, you know, it was nice to be able to redirect my passion a bit into, you know, creating food as well. But, um, yeah, it, it really started with that mentality of what can I add to my life? And, and it's been very, very, very rewarding. I get messages every day. I mean, dozens of messages a day from people that, you know, have said, like, you've helped me look at healthy eating a different way. I've lost this amount of weight. Like I don't really ever talk about calories. I don't really like ever talk about that stuff because for me, when you just really f- start falling in love with like beautiful, real food, like hearty food, interesting food, that 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 stuff like sorted itself out. I didn't yeah. have to go that route. I'm not saying that that's the way it is for everyone, but from what I'm hearing, I'm not alone in that. Yeah.
1: But so when you say, when you say adding, so- you were obviously like not creating and eating more. So when you're when you kind of started creating and 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 lost weight, and obviously it probably wasn't intentional. It's was just because you probably were in the creative mode and not sitting around like we all were during the pandemic eating. But when you're adding, so you're saying because I, I love that, that's really a great way to think about it because I never thought about it that way. like what am I adding? When you say that, do you mean in the sense of like, what am I adding that can be more nutritious? Like, am I adding a nut? Am I adding like something to fill you up more? Like explain that theory a little bit.
2: Yes. Yeah. So when I look at what I'm adding, like when I'm creating a salad, for instance, right? Like, so I am always looking at like, okay, here's the base of it. And here are maybe a couple of other things that are pretty normal to put on it. What like cucumber, tomato, like. Sure, has has a place there for sure. But like, that's a pretty boring salad. Not something I'm going to be excited to eat every day. And if you love food the way that I love food, I need to be excited about what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be excited to be eating an amazing New Haven pizza or delicious croissant. Like that's going to make me excited. So I need to come up with stuff that is as exciting as that. And so that is really about layering in textures and colors and, you know, understanding, and I talk about this a good amount in my videos, like uh, understanding the yin and the yang of a great Mm -hmm. recipe, like how the sweetness plays off of something that's acidic and how the creaminess plays off of something, you know, so how different elements of the salad make the other element more pronounced.
1: Yeah. And it's probably just experimentation too. Like I'm just not experimental because I'm like, oh, maybe that won't taste good. And then whatever, Katie actually taught me that though, when she's making a salad, she does that where she'll just like go through the pantry and be like, oh, what else can I add? Let me add like some cheese. Let me add some nuts. Let me. And so I sort of, um, I learned from her like to throw like nutritional yeast in um, Mm a salad to like give it a little bit of like of that texture. So anyway, yeah. um yeah, it's good to hear that. It's a great way to think about really anything that you're making. Like what can you add to make it more, you know, yummy and nutritious. And I love that. Yeah. Okay. So we could talk all day. There's so much more I think to talk about. We probably have to have you on for a round two. because there's so many like there's so many hacks we want to know. Let's get to dessert quickly. Like what are your favorite um swaps for making healthy dessert? Because I definitely have a sweet tooth and I'm always looking for a yummy dessert.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I have dessert every single night. Like I have, I, my freezer is filled with cookies, brownies, blondies. Like Yum. I if I don't have bags, I like <laughs> problem. Um. So I am with you. So a couple of things. So I mean, I have the fudgy avocado brownies. That mm. one of my most I have to make those. Stores. Yeah, those look yeah, amazing. So those are really, really fun and really fudgy and great. I love to make like chocolate puddings and chocolate mousses with tofu. Um it gives a lot of volume and creaminess to the chocolate mousse. And mm. you would never know that it was in there. Sometimes I'll do like a roasted sweet potato, a mashed sweet sweet potato, I'll make the chocolate mousse out of that. So yeah, so those are those are the big ones for me. And then I have these vegan chocolate chip cookies that I just love. And they're really delicious. I'll be posting the recipe soon. So. so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just a matter of stepping back and asking yourself like, what purpose does this ingredient serve in the dish and what can replicate that? And, and it takes practice to know that, but
0: I need your chocolate chip cookie recipe because that is my all time favorite dessert. And I can't eat eggs. So I need
2: that oh, stuff <laughs> oh this is it I've been I'm still like perfecting it because it's very temperamental sometimes it spreads too much sometimes it doesn't which is fine for me because I'm just eating them but I haven't shared it yet because I'm like it's not perfect but I will share it with you and maybe it'll be good for you to give me feedback too
0: okay great, great. all right well uh, tell us quickly about your ebook because that's so exciting when did that opportunity come about and, and yeah. how has it well it's It's interesting, too, because I
2: just submitted, I finished my proposal for an actual cookbook yesterday. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, my literary agents um, sent it out to publishers last night. So that is, like, very exciting. That's so exciting. Not when this, when all of this happened in January, I had, like, three publishers email me directly, like, we want to do a Hungry Lady cookbook. It's not going to be that exactly, but that'll definitely be the tone and the element of it. So, um, yeah, recipe development at my core is like what I love to do. It is my favorite thing in the world. I just would create recipes all day, every day if I could. So, um, I wanted a place where I could, I could package things in a more structured way. So many people have been asking for cookbooks. And cookbooks take a while to produce. There's a, you know, it's a whole thing. So um, it was a way for me to just easily get something up for people. And then when I started seeing photos on Instagram of like, you know, people cooking and they had like bound together all of the pages in like a binder. And I'm like, (laughs) I need to do a cookbook (laughs) because they're like basically like, Oh my God, it was really funny. I'm like, these poor people, they're like printing out and they're like laminating it. And I'm like, they're like, <laughs> it's like a DIY cookbook. Yeah, it, that is on the horizon. Hopefully, Very cool. And
1: well, if you think yeah, about it, your TikTok and Instagram is basically like a virtual cookbook, cookbook because I tend to find recipes that way and just watch the videos and do them because it's so much easier for me to like visually see it than to like read yeah. through the whole recipe. So yeah, yeah that's, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to get into... Our wrap session, which is just some Great. fun questions we like to ask every guest. So what is your favorite wellness or beauty hack?
2: Mm, wellness or beauty hack. So I will say two things. First thing is not a hack, but I do, I do TM. I do transcendental mm-hmm. meditation and that has like changed my life. And as far as my skin goes because I get a lot of questions about my skin. You have
1: gorgeous skin. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. I did not always, but um I put so three main things. So I stopped washing my face in the morning. So Ooh. I don't wash my face at all in the morning. First, so when I am done with my shower, I do like a minute of ice cold water, which takes some getting used to. But I think that's really good for my skin. And it just wakes me up. It's like good for your endorphins. It it also kind of calms you down at the same time. And then the other thing is after my moisturizer at night, I do like a pea size of Vaseline all over my face.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so my...
2: funny.
1: We, we had this other, we had this TikToker on the healthy Huga who does all these beauty yeah. and wellness yeah. stuff. And she told us that she puts Vaseline or Aquaphor over her face it and it like gets time. everything. Yeah.
0: It makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. The ice, are you literally like dipping your face in a bowl of ice? Like no, ice so I finish with ice
2: cold water. In the shower. In the shower.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. I misunderstood that entirely. Yeah. yeah okay.
2: But ice, I mean, you can definitely like if you just put an ice cube, run it all over your face, it's amazing for your skin. I just like Yeah, I have an ice roller. Freezer in my yeah, I could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you keep it? You keep it in the freezer and then you go from your bathroom to the freezer?
1: I keep it in the fridge or the freezer. Yeah. And I just grab it. Like sometimes if I just go downstairs, I'll just, um, and I have like a little freezer in my, or a little fridge in my room, in my bedroom, in my bathroom, like a mini one. And so I just use it there. I need to get
2: one of those. I need to get one of those. I've been thinking about that. So maybe it's
1: time. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I've heard though that doing cold water in the shower, a lot of people, a lot of like wellness people say that. I don't know if I could stomach it, but- yeah. I heard it like totally gets you going. Yes. yes, it does. Okay. All right.
0: So we call our five minute flow. You just got out of the shower and dried off your ice shower, and Uber just alerted you they are five minutes away. What is your quick beauty routine to get out the door? Like your go to is your holy grail. What are you going to throw yeah. on to get in the
2: car? Yeah. So, so the first thing that I'm going to do is probably like use a little bit of dry shampoo. So like chlorine or whatever. And then I probably won't do anything to my hair. I'll just like zhuzh it up a bit. And then <clears throat> as far as face goes, like the biggest things for me are, I've been loving, I've been, I love the milk primer. So it's like, hmm. do you know milk makeup, the clean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that it's not like silicone based. So I don't feel like it's like clogging my pores. And then I've been using the uh, Ilia Super serum. Yes, tint. I have it. Tinted serum. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. yeah. And it's just like, it's light coverage. So if I'm like running out the door, it's like nothing crazy. I don't always. And it has SPF. Makeup on. It has SPF. So it's like you're covered. I would throw on some concealer for sure. A little bit of bronzer probably. And then I like never go without mascara. Thrive mascara is my favorite thing in the entire world. Oh, I haven't tried that. I keep seeing it online. It is. The best. I also nice. think my eyelashes are better because I stopped curling them. Like I haven't curled them in a long time, like probably a year and a half or something like that. So that is really essential for me.
0: Nice. What was the mascara? Did you say thrive? Thrive
2: mascara. T H R I V E. Amazing, amazing, amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I one. see so many videos about that. Um, great. I'll have to try it because the mascara that I use is the Ilia. Mascara. Yeah, it's like the I forget which one it is, like the full whatever, and it's great. But I'm yeah. always looking for a good one, so that's that's yeah. good to know. It's and la- yeah, and last question of our wrap session is how do you maintain your daily nirvana? I know you said you
2: do TM, so I'm sure yeah. that's a big one. But any others? TM is really the, it is, it's like an essential for me. Um, I do it first thing in the morning. It, yeah, so I would say TM for sure, and then also I wake up very early and i think that that is really essential for me in setting my day because my kids start to wake up by 30, 6 45. so if i don't have some time before that i'm in a funky headspace like i'm a sensitive creature i'm an empath i tend to take on the energy around me if i don't like ground myself in something pretty significant first thing in the morning it is not good for anybody involved so i wake up at and- Usually like 4.30, 4.45, wow. which is that's early, crazy. I guess. But I just wake up. I just wake up now. I mean now yeah. I, I literally just wake up and I do my TM. I do like a 20 minute workout. I get a little bit of work done. And by the time they wake up, it's all behind me.
0: So yeah, that's the same. So I don't do that much, but I have to if I don't have an hour, yeah, quiet, you, you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right before the, I need an hour before anybody in my house is awake. And even when my parents are here, my mom gets up with me to have the coffee. I'm like, no,
2: so right. I like have, I need my time. Like, this is my time. And when people act like I'm doing something that is, you know, so virtuous by waking up so early, I'm like. I'm doing it so that you don't see me on the news. Like I'm doing it. So, <laughs> like I'm doing it so that I am like a good member of society. Like not for any reason that you should be, you know, okay. of. like I just I require a lot to just be steady. You know, that's not my I'm not a wear life like a loose garment kind of gal. So I need to <laughs> I need to steady myself wherever I can. Yeah. So important. We love that. We love that.
0: All right. Well, Kat, I, we appreciate you so much. You, This was so fun and uh, we for sure need to do a second
1: round. Okay. So um, Kat, at the end of the show, I like to just, one of us will talk about kind of what we're loving lately. And I'm just curious to know if you know this. So we were just talking about desserts. So I had a my new favorite dessert, which I found, I didn't make it, but I found it at Trader Joe's, which I was saying on another episode, I don't go to a lot, but when I go, I some, sometimes always find like a fun thing. So I found these, I have a picture on my phone i don't know if you guys can see it but it's the trader joe's vegan cookies and cream vanilla bean bonbons and they are made with coconut non-dairy frozen dessert and so it's a coconut non-dairy frozen dessert enrobed in a chocolatey coating they are so good they're these little bonbons and they're non-dairy which is great so you don't feel like and they're not like you know you don't get all the dairy side effects and they're so yummy and they're really not that bad um not, uh, not that we need to go through the calories or the fat or the sugar but oh. they're pretty low in all of those things so yeah. i've been to find them lately like, it's my new favorite thing so i've been frozen? like are they they're frozen. The frozen section. I'm literally in like, the frozen section, cookies and cream, vanilla bean bonbons. I'm okay. telling it's you, they're so indulgent.
2: Videos, like Get them. In like 20 minutes. So I'm going to text them.
1: I want to hear what you think about them oh, wow. because I had them and then my, my husband loves them. My parents were over recently. They went to Trader Joe's and bought them. They're mm-hmm. so yummy and they're just like a good little treat and not too well, bad for you. Perfect
2: so. for my kids too, because they're like. They're not enormous where like the ice cream is melting all over their Right. And oven. they taste like
1: ice cream. I mean, yeah. they're so good.
2: I, I love that. So okay. I'm really yeah, good. take a look. Give, a us, give, us,
1: give us your expert opinion <laughs> on what you think of it. So that's my favorite thing I'm loving this week.
0: Yeah. We had a lot of fun talking to you. And, uh, and you had us We're to us. We yeah. appreciate Yeah. Thank you. And congrats Thank on all you of your so success. Much. Where can our listeners find you? You just want to mention. Yeah. So they can find me
2: on Instagram. I'm cat underscore can underscore cook. TikTok, it's cat can cook. And then my website is www.kathleenashmore.com. Yay. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you so much.